Here we are. Here we are. It's what late. A, what a week. Oh, and yes, what a week. Holy Moses and the Pharaoh. Yeah. This has been a week. I feel like I, I lived 500 days in the time yeah, we it took a, to get from Monday to Friday. We had a polar vortex that wiped out three days of my school week. The very beginning of the semester got just obliterated by three snow days in a row. Unheard of. Well, in some ways, though, isn't this always the story? It's like we get started with the new year and then this is the prime time for snowstorms. Yeah, we didn't have or any ice. snow days last year. You didn't? So I'm, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I'm not primed for snow day, like calling it. I just feel like it's always dicey in January, but I'm going to trust you know your your experience at school and that um, that was different then. That was a different way to start your school year. Yeah, we had one day of school on Friday and then three snow days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then we went back Thursday, Friday. So kind had, of impossible. I hadn't seen some of my classes on Friday. Like those two classes I had not seen for an entire week. I didn't see them for two weeks. And then I saw them once basically said, hi, see ya. And then didn't see them for another week. It was the weirdest thing. Wow. So I actually reintroduced myself to my students this morning. I said, I'm Mr. Connor. I don't know if you forgot who I am. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was just like, I felt super weird going into the classroom just because uh, I, I didn't have that kind of familiar pace. It felt like starting the semester over. I bet. Yeah. 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 What a clunky way to get things started. But it for sure threw our family life off too, just with, well, should we? Should we risk the roads today? Are we staying home with the girls? Are we taking them in? Are we, you know, we had some plans we canceled. It was just every day was a bunch of decisions. Yeah, I had a Scholars Bowl tournament canceled last night too. Yeah. Um, so, man, just a, just a weird week. And yeah. we're sick because... <laughs> Because of three, <laughs> because three. the three, <laughs> are we, uh, are we talking about the three-year-old who sneezed, sneezed in my face directly in your face and in my open mouth? Yeah. 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 Awesome. And then it immediately got sick. Like, oh, I'm sick now. Sheesh. I was, I'm always a little sensitive to kid sneezes. Well, let's be honest. Anybody sneezes. It's, you, you I like learned a, a fact one time <laughs> and I don't have it exact, but it hit me at the core. The essence of it is that if someone sneezes, like all of their, you know, all of those particles are going like at this ridiculous miles per hour rate yeah. toward, you know, toward all the spaces. And so to know that that material is going so fast just spewing out and to like know that fact which again i i lost the actual number it just hit me and now i'm definitely grossed out by sneezes <laughs> you're you you were like a bomb sniffing dog when someone sneezes <laughs> just like immediately aware counteract yeah which is why i struggled with my own sneezes where do i put them i want to be respectful so i i, I try yeah. To put them in the... So the sneezes didn't go our way this week. Oh, my goodness. We got super sick. 
Yeah. And we're also recovering from that. But so this has been quite the quite the start to the new year. Yeah. We were talking a big game about resolutions last time. And uh I have worked out zero times since then, which was part of my thing was I mean, everybody's thing is to work out in the new year, but mine sure. was to be consistent with working out, which I haven't been basically since Thanksgiving. And I'm still not. Still not on that that wagon though. Oh yeah. No, it's a big screech. It's a big halt when you get under the weather and yeah, I think I did the coziest type of stretching and yoga this week and called it my activities. I called those my workouts. So we're just doing the best we can. And we're doing the most and the least. Yeah. So today, here we here we are now. We're ready to to record and tonight we're talking through the concept of quest what it means how it relates obviously to lord of the rings specifically to i think tonight we're really focusing on frodo um yeah but we're gonna highlight how this is different how a quest is different from an adventure and how we've been thinking about that lately yeah, so quest versus adventure is an interesting contrast that we find in Tolkien's Middle-earth legendarium where let's let's take the first book, The Hobbit, the very first book. Mm-hmm. Story of how Bilbo gets the ring. He goes with this ba- merry band of dwarves and um and they go rob the dragon smog in order to get get the the dwarves their kingdom back their mountain that's an adventure for bilbo mm. and it doesn't really um change him a whole lot mm. he's still Bil- i mean he he becomes more adventurous and more open and experienced in regards to the outside world than mm. other hobbits so it does change him in in that regard, but he went looking for that in that he, you know, he accepted the opportunity to go leave the Shire. Hobbits yeah. don't leave the Shire. He just Gandalf said this would be a good Hobbit to go leave the Shire and go do this. Gandalf probably knowing this would be a pretty significant adventure mm-hmm. and it needed to be the right person to go do this. Contrast that with Frodo getting the ring he inherits it from bilbo and one of the most famous quotes from the lord of the rings is frodo says to gandalf i wish it had not happened in my time i wish the ring had never come to me Mm -hmm. and gandalf famously says so do all who find themselves in such such circumstances i think he says but that's not for them to decide. All we can decide is what to do with the time that's given to us. And that's the idea of, of what a quest is. Sam, later in the series, speaks speaks um, to Frodo and he says, I, I finally get it. What the great stories were really about. 
And he says, you know, it, it was about those people holding on to hope. But what made those stories great stories, the stories that they heard and told when they were little kids, the, the legends that are important to a people, what made them great stories was that those people didn't go looking for that hmm. tale. They found themselves in it and then they just carried on. They did the, the heroic thing was not going in search of monsters to destroy. The heroic thing was finding yourself in a circumstance and then just carrying on, mm -hmm. doing your best. And those people in the stories, they don't know what's on the other side. When you go on an adventure, you know what's on the other side. Sure. And because you go looking for it, it's an experience. And we do prize experiences, and that's okay. But an adventure is not a quest. It, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you want to kind of. Yeah. Going to ski in Colorado is an adventure. And yeah, birthing a child is a quest, I would say. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you could do things um, spontaneously, have fun. Adventure is good. And the the idea of a quest today, I think we're really highlighting the how it relates to our life and how we become changed through something like a quest. Yeah. And I think what Sam is highlighting in his speech is that there is virtue in finding yourself on a quest on something that maybe you didn't choose and, and that maybe was, was forced upon you some kind of condition and then carrying on through that thing is ultimately what makes heroes heroes is what mm -hmm. builds them into those figures of, of myth. A, um, we mentioned, you know, a, a quest changes you An adventure doesn't necessarily change you because it really reflects where you're currently at. It's not an extension experience. It's maybe, um, a, it could be a deepening experience perhaps, but if I'm going to go on a, hiking trip, you know, a backpacking trip. Mm -hmm. It's because I like backpacking. I'm already into that. It's, it reflects what I already want to do. You and I went on a, a little adventure when we got married. We went on our honeymoon in St. Mm -hmm. Lucia. Yeah. And we went, do you remember the parasailing? We Definitely. Did? Of course I do. That was an adventure. Sort of. Yeah. In that uh, we expected to be strapped into a harness on a parachute on a boat and fly up into the air and view the beautiful lagoon down below us. What we did not expect was the duct tape on the harness yeah. and the parachute uh, and some of the kind of janky conditions that we, we signed up for, but I guess we didn't for know sure. what we were signing up for. For sure. Well, and that just at, that whole honeymoon was evidence of our 23 year old brains, uh, little, little prefrontal cortex, not quite all the way there, there, we, uh, several yeah. adventures gone awry. We made some so. decisions. Yeah. So absolutely. We thought, um, that sounded like fun and adventures usually do have that whimsical fun spirit about them. Um, we, we were safe. It was just a little bit of, um, drama in the sense that I definitely, could have had a panic attack uh 
figuring out how to get back to land on that one, but um, somehow, somehow, it was fine. Our guardian angels just like scooped. I believe uh, I was going to drown, and you, uh, as we were getting, oh yeah, I, your legs got stuck under. Yeah, uh, like, I needed to. They lift. said they had. They said don't let your legs go in the water, or like go behind like down you. behind you and sure enough like we got dragged a little bit and your legs were back behind you and i think i like scooped your legs forward like underwater yeah that's how that's that's how we remember it gosh who knows what really what it looked like if there was someone you know filming who knows but basically i felt um like i i was not in control of my body for sure yeah uh -huh. i wouldn't say i'm a hero for that no you you wouldn't Which, say that's that. what makes you heroes you have to say oh i'm not a hero right he's definitely a hero so in, in the in the lord of the rings frodo and sam and the whole fellowship are obviously on this quest to destroy the ring but really sam and and frodo and then this is frodo's burden to bear when he comes back from the quest he is a changed person in that he really can't go back to the Shire. The Shire is really not for him anymore. Yeah. That kind of small, insulated, isolated life of the Shire really, it, it's not that it's not satisfying to him. It's that he can't appreciate it for what it is because of what he's been through. Yeah. He has been changed by the quest. He's been changed by his burden of the ring. The ring changed him, but also the the physical wound in his shoulder from from the the Nazgul changed yeah. him. And so, it's not fair to Frodo that he did all this work to save the Shire and that he can't go enjoy the Shire mm -hmm. when it's done. That is what life is: is that those circumstances don't always line up in in that way um right yeah do you want to speak to your yeah. specific stories here yeah for sure i think one of the easiest tales of change is when at least in my example is when you become a parent and specifically after at least for myself after being totally just in charge of my own self in life to becoming a mother where I am asked to be responsible for others who are dependent on me. That is so different and such a, such a different life. Um, and essentially put me in a state of crisis early on after having our first daughter, because I didn't understand who I was anymore. And I think that's related to Frodo's experience of going through something so unique, ultimately losing part of himself through the process. That's a little bit how I might describe becoming a mother, although it has had great fruits and um, benefits and it's everything I've always actually wanted. So in some ways it is a type of adventure I I can say I subscribe to of of wanting to grow a family but just that 
non-mother status to mother status and that change um it did not fully occur to me and i mean yes during pregnancy but also um kind of the full occurrence of it was when we had our newborn and it was like unclear to me how long i would need to be so very attached to this child physically and kind of at the having to turn to her needs whenever they occurred right and and to be so flexible to live life through her rhythms instead of just through yeah. my decisions of the day yeah and until i was able to lean into that i was suffering in that um because i was resisting thinking no i had decided to wake up at 6 a.m and you're waking me up at 5 15 and then i have just enough time to wake up but then get sleepy again but i was supposed to start my day at six but here i am sleeping through you know all sorts of guilt and shame about this which was really misplaced because yeah so when i was able to lean into the rhythms of this child you know it's like a flexible day um if i didn't adapt to that then it would have been very hard to suggest hey let's have more children right but um i have the benefit after having a second child to feel like i was confident sooner that all things are temporary and you know this is this is good for me or this changes me and essentially i become more fully alive through that process but yeah. but yes you cannot go backwards after a quest, you cannot go back. I cannot go backwards and say, oh, wait, 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 wait. Where's that typical Stacy who, you know, where's that previous identity as Stacy who just, you know, achieves through the day, completes tasks, um, you know, even has a positive attitude most of the time. Like parenting wiped that one on the wall, <laughs> you know, like, yeah can't always be super um, positive when you're tired or when you've really got, yeah, a lot of stimulation from screams or whatever it is, you know. Um, our house is fine, everybody. We're, sneezes, we're okay. Sneezes or sneezes. Getting sick. Oh, yeah. Taking care of others when they get sick. And it's like you, you, even us, you know, we're getting into the rhythm of a new year and then that rhythm is yeah tested and um flipped on its head because of things that are outside of our control yeah and while a lot of those things are outside of your control you keep going on the quest right we keep yes. embarking on our quest because you know frodo keeps walking keeps moving keeps dodging keeps keeps moving up towards that mountain keep that starving yeah <laughs> i mean hunger rain thirst you know physical uh physical problems he gets stung by shelob the giant spider and yeah it takes a little of, coma for a second yeah yeah, yeah it takes it takes a pretty pretty good nap he keeps going through those things because what he's doing is fundamentally important and 
as, as a parent, you keep going because what you're doing is so fundamentally important. It doesn't matter if this is mm -hmm. the ninth time I've repeated these instructions or, you know, the 30th time I've cleaned up this puzzle or mm -hmm. whatever, because what we're doing in that space or at that moment is so important. And when you think about raising children, I have to remind myself of this, this concept, but when you think about it, it kind of stops you in your tracks for a moment of the idea of a person's not just a body, right? A person is a body soul compound. We are all eternal beings. My, my dad mentioned this the other day. Um, we were, he and I were kind of talking, um, and he mentioned that we're all eternal beings. Every person you meet, the person you, that, mm. that cuts you off in traffic, the person that really ticked you off at the, at, you know, waiting in line, uh, you know, for the cashier, um, the cashier, the attendant at the gas station, all of these people in our lives, some of them are, um, minor, minor players. And some of them are major players, but they're all eternal beings. Mm. And so are our kids and we're fundamentally important to the raising of those eternal beings, e yeah. eternal, right? The stakes are infinite. Yeah. Infinitely high stakes. Oh, yeah. In the raising of children. And so there's almost nothing that gets in the way of of those, you know, plodding footsteps on the quest, even though you're dragging your feet up, you know, yeah. up the mountain. And sometimes, you know, one of us might be Frodo and one of us might be Sam. But then if you're Sam, that means you're carrying Frodo. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Up the last 50 yards of the mountain. So, oh, yeah. Um, take turns being patient. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We do take turns being patient. Let me flip the lever there and, and suggest also that we are caring for, we are caring for souls, but we are also, especially in this early stage, caring for their bodies too. And so, like the fact that I would love to just have a heart to heart conversation with our children and I can't wait until they're teenagers or young adults and we just really talk and about the big things in life and yep. isn't that wonderful? Well, guess what? They I get there first. I they have to get there first <laughs> and I have to nurture their bodies for like their bodies need like that's really taking up a lot of the bandwidth. It's just like we gotta go through our daily nutrition. We got to go through our rhythms of being a human being in a body and, and how that has, your teeth. has just as much, yeah, value to it as the, the other piece. It's oh, for sure. just not my strength area. So, um, get that magnet out of your mouth. Where did she get magnets? Yeah. Why do you have mag a magnet in your mouth? No, thank you. No. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And, and the body, you know, even Frodo's wound, you know, that is in his body. That's yeah. not something that yeah. happened to him emotional. I mean, yes, it was emotionally going to impact him. No, it was I, get, like I get a, what you're saying. Yeah, so but that is his impact. body yeah. changed and scarred and affected. And the rest of the body, the system has to adapt to it. So similarly, going through a pregnancy, going through a birth, um, going through postpartum, that body 
that I knew before is a different body now. It is, it is essentially changed through that process. And so that's just wild. I mean, in fact, I'm allergic to my wedding ring now because, uh, I'm pretty sure my body's more sensitive than it used to be Mm -hmm. to, to these precious metals or whatever the heck total bummer. But the, yeah, I'm just, I cannot go back. And so you only move forward. Um, or you hopefully move forward on a quest. I think that's so important that you bring up these things that changed for you that you didn't anticipate changing for you Mm -hmm. and that you wouldn't choose for yourself. Right. They may be character building in the long run, but you wouldn't choose those things. Nobody would choose difficulty for themselves if they had the option. And that's, that's something that our society that we've, that we've built up to over the past however many years now in 2024, we we live in such a technocratic managed society that if I went to go do something, there are steps I can take. Mm -hmm. There are processes in place where I can go do that thing. And I can be fairly sure of kind of what the, what I should expect on, on the back, back end of that. It is very rare that we have these major circumstances kind of forced upon us where we don't have that control over right. our lives. But that's a very recent thing. That's a very new thing. It was not that long ago in the human condition that, oh, there's raiders coming over the hill today and they're going to kill everybody in the village. And like everything that you've ever worked for Horrifying. was done. That was it. And if you survived, maybe you survived in like degraded, very degraded conditions, but everything that all of your life up to that point changed, you had no choice in that matter. So I would say the only thing that we have lived through recently that is similar to that is COVID where the whole apple cart was upturned, like everything shut down. Like there were just options that were removed from everybody. Some people lost their health. Some, some people lost their loved ones. Some people really had a hard time experiencing like the loss of, of certain freedoms. Yeah. Some people experienced, you know, the effects of, of like, like the long COVID stuff. Yeah. Um, those symptoms and that was like totally outside everybody's control and disease, you know, we're sick right now with this kind of chest cold stuff. Disease is kind of a small, um, typically a pretty small example of that, Mm -hmm. but, but bigger, you know, health concerns are really kind of the only leftover, um, circumstantial quest that we end up having to go on very often anymore. Um, and I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that, that's what that's a key part of a quest the actual human condition is one in which things happen that we don't always have control over Mm -hmm. and just because at the moment we live in a pretty well managed and manicured society yeah doesn't mean that those things won't happen to you and so when they do happen it's important to keep in mind there's a whole range of responses To those things that just come gate crashing into our lives, a diagnosis, a, an accident, 
a, a horrible circumstance, those things come crashing in. And what I'm not saying is that like, oh, you should be happy because you get to be the hero in the quest. When the hero in the quest is miserable yeah. while they're in the quest. There were times I, I did not have fun watching Lord of the Rings because I was so... Yeah, you get pretty anguished by the... For them. Yeah. On their journey. The deprivation they experience. Those heroes aren't having a good time. But heroes aren't for the hero's sake. The existence of heroes, the mythologizing mm-hmm. of people, the retelling of important stories is for our sake after the fact when it's removed from the fact. So... We tell, we retell the stories of heroes that we don't know because there are virtues there that we want to emulate in mm-hmm. our own lives. And I guess it's just a recognition that man, like sometimes life is hard. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but we can find inspiration in the difficulty in facing that difficulty when other people do that. For sure. You said there's a range of ways we can take something crashing into our lives. So I thought about just in my experience, how long it took me to accept the new normal of having, you know, the identity of being a mom. Um, Same thing with like the new normal, if you will, of going through a pandemic and just what that meant. But really when we, have something like this happen to us outside of of ourselves and we end up trying to live our lives the way we did before or even trying to compare our lifestyle to those around us and trying to manicure that life yeah um we end up really just like burning out and often even feeling guilty or ashamed, I would say, is a better way to say that, of why, what is wrong here with me? Why can't I do my 6 a.m. workout every day? I went through that, Ross. I was like, had a whole summer of guilt last summer of like, I can't get up and get my swim in. Well, maybe that's just not the time to get the swim in because it's not working. And maybe it's not about you. You're tired. There's a lot going on. You've got a lot of responsibility. You know, like you live um, in a dynamic setting with a family life. So adapt, you know. And again, I think the blame can be placed on the self. I'm supposed to control my life and my outcomes. And I'm supposed to have it all together. Because the influencers told me I could. Yeah. But when we are living such a, like the more people you're responsible for, the more people you engage with in your community, the more you are holding a role that is like a quest or you've gone through a quest or you're going through a quest, all those seasons of survival essentially take away that predictability and it creates this new landscape of all right today and isn't that probably more natural in our human spirit uh in generations past where 
It's like today, all right, I have five fruit trees on this road that I'm passing. I will collect the fruit. I will have a bountiful harvest of fruit. And that means we get to eat for two weeks on this fruit. How wonderful. Wonder what's next. Yep. And if somebody stole the fruit, we're going to have to figure it out. Let's figure it out. So yep. it's not so to have these, like you said, manicured, that really stood out to me. Lives um, go on our sterile adventures and come back and get, you know, get life going the direction we want it to go. It's really a farce. Mm, a farce. Wow. All right. I think, no, that's good. I like, <laughs> I like that a lot. Speaking it, <laughs> dropping truth bombs. Get out of here. All right. With that business. So um, I think a quest is unavoidable, don't you? Yep. If we you're going to live at least quests. an adult life, for sure. Quests are quite unavoidable. So what are you going to do about it? Um. What do you think? Yeah. Well, you need people of intelligence for this adventure quest thing. What are you suggesting? Is this the Lord of the Rings thing? Yeah, that was a quote. I'm in the dark. No, that was the quote you suggested for the title of this. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I totally forgot. That's okay. why I write down notes because yeah. my brain didn't actually remember that that moment. It's okay. Sorry, I didn't get it. That's no, all right. Okay. I'm going to delete this whole thing. We'll wrap it up there. Go do your quest. Receive your quest. Adventures are okay, too. <laughs> Adventures are good. Yeah. But, While you have the energy, you should do but them. quests are where you make heroes. Life-changing. All right. Good night. Good night. <laughs>